0: Camp Fangoria is this summer's hottest screening event for movie lovers and horror fanatics alike. Join us on Saturday, July 27th on the rooftop of the historic Montalban Theater in Hollywood for summer horror movies, special guests, premium giveaways, and hey, you might even find me and Joe there. General admission and Fangoria VIP tickets are available now at www.arenascreen.com. That's www.arenascreen.com. I'm Mick Garrison. Welcome once again to the Fun Size Postmortem AMA, where you can ask me anything. And to ask me your questions is producer Joe. Joe Russo, welcome once
1: again. Hello, Mick. Here Thanks we are. Thanks for having me back.
0: Questions. Okay. Questions. The interrogation has begun.
1: Ah, well, the first thing I wanted to talk about is something that was, was newsworthy and I think caught you by surprise as it caught everyone else by surprise, and that is uh, The Stand is finally coming to Blu-ray.
0: Is that amazing? It's, I mean... It was unbelievable. I have said for years that it's never going to happen.
1: Right, and, and what was really funny was so many people were like, but Mick, you said it was never going to happen.
0: <laughs> I know. I guess I'm a liar. What can I say? But nobody told me about it. Nobody asked me
1: about it. Which um, that's that to me is just like sh- sh- amazing. It
0: is. It is. You know, I had uh, had lunch with Josh Boone a while ago, and he's doing the new stand, the right. new version of the stand, and he's doing he, it right he, now. He is prepping right yeah. now. So we were talking about that and he said, Is there anything I can do to help make it happen? I said, they're never gonna put up the money because we shot the original miniseries on 16 millimeter film, transferred the negative to standard definition video. There was no high def then. So um the cost of going back to that 16 millimeter negative and doing a 4K master or an HD master or whatever, then reformatting everything, uh, conforming it all to an HD master, I thought would be unbelievably expensive. But apparently, Paramount Home Entertainment and CBS Home Entertainment have gotten together and they are putting it out and they are calling it brilliantly restored. Yeah,
1: even even on the cover it says that. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I, I have not been notified. I hope it's not too late to to add material for them, but um, I, mean, it I comes have— out, I think it comes out in September. It, in September, and yeah, as we're is, recording it now, we're yep. in, in July. But I do have hours of behind-the-scenes video that I uh, shot. Well, maybe they'll the have production. to put out an
1: ultimate edition <laughs> yeah. down, down well, the road.
0: I was hoping this would be it. Right, but, right. But yeah, it's coming out in early September, and I'm I'm thrilled to be able to see it that way. Uh, it's been a long time since since I've watched it, and uh, it would be nice to, to see it in a way even better than it was presented originally.
1: Yeah, no it'll be really really cool to see just how brilliant the brilliant restoration will be. <laughs> yeah. The one the one thing I was really like impressed with the the cover art's really cool. It looks great. It yeah. really looks good. And and I'm excited
0: about it because even though it was shot on 16, we were nominated for an Emmy for cinematography, you know, knowing how it was going to be presented allowed me to, to make some considerations on what lenses to use, how, what kind of lighting, how much diffusion and that sort of thing to make the best image possible during its production. So to see it at its best is, is pretty thrilling.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope that if, if nothing else, it only paves the way for uh, The Shining to get equally similar treatment.
0: That would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> would be, yeah. We'll yeah. see what
1: happens. Yeah. All right. Let's dive into some questions. Okay. Uh, Gary wants to know, what scares mick garris what scares the master of horror <laughs>
0: you'd have to ask the master of horror but as far <laughs> as i'm concerned um you know i love a good horror movie i love a good horror novel um but to be truly scared from that is rare for me the things that scare me well the the, the direction our country is taking mm. philosophically under the administration mm-hmm. we're suffering under uh, and, and the hatred and racism that's going on there is one thing. But I don't want to get too
1: political at this point. Well, we know some of our fans are very uh, yeah. outspoken about that. Yes, they are.
0: <laughs> and uh, But what really scares me is the, the health and happiness uh, of the people I care about you know i've I've had a lot of loss over the years I've lost two brothers, a sister, both parents, friends, and um, a long a long held disease uh, I lost a brother to AIDS and it took him years of failing constantly failing health before he passed and that Terrifies me. Yeah. Big rubber monsters, big CGI monsters, serial killers—that stuff is recreationally scary. Mm-hmm. But the real thing—it may not be as entertaining an answer as you might like. But the real thing is—is is what I just spoke about.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I—I I think you're right. I think, uh, um, you know, out, outside of the political stuff, I think losing people that are close to you is—is is so hard. I had a friend this week; his, his wife passed away from cancer. Uh, and she was young too, you know, and it's just, yeah. it's, it's heartbreaking. It's Anyone really heartbreaking. who
0: suffers, you know, death doesn't scare me, yeah. but the approach and the long lingering, uh, descent is something that does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a, I think that's a great answer and, and certainly one that resonates with me. Oh boy.
0: Uh, what a fun podcast. Woo! <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Four Color Craig wants to know, this is a little bit more fun. What's your favorite depiction of space aliens in a film? There's a lot
0: to choose from there. There are. But I got to say, the original alien, mm. Ridley Scott's movie, I mean, that creature design, the H.R. Giger design, and just the way it was used, the way it was photographed, it's perfect. You know, that's 1979, and yeah, 78, yeah. 79. The movie
1: still looks like it could be released today. Well, it and...
0: changed everything. The, yeah. the visual palette, uh, the, the photography, the, the production design and everything. It changed the way science fiction movies were made, just like Star Wars had done in a, a different way a year or two before. But um, that alien is perfection to me, and I don't think it's
1: ever been exceeded. I have a follow-up question then. Okay. Alien or Aliens? Alien.
0: alien. Not a question in my mind. Yeah. Alien is a horror movie. Aliens is okay. Rambo in space.
1: It's true. It's true. And but written it's, it's, by the writer of Rambo. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just so funny that like those two movies spark such intense debate amongst yep. fans.
0: And everyone's entitled to their opinion. And mine is that Alien, first of all, it's a lot harder to be first than to be second.
1: Absolutely. He created the world. Exactly. He created the creature.
0: But I, just as the two movies go, they're both great movies, but I would always side with the first one. Yeah. The, the, the spectacle, the, the, the sense of dread, the ominousness, the, the mystery of it is quite spectacular to me.
1: Mine, mine is alien as well. But I was just curious what you would say. Here. I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. But uh, all right. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this one, but Colicelli asks if you have any gateway horror suggestions that you think his he should show his family.
0: Um, well, you know, there's always hocus pocus.
1: I, I was hoping you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: I don't have kids, uh, so I don't have to worry about gateways. Yeah. But um, you know, hocus pocus, it's something that has stood the test of time, and it seems to have been the gateway for so many people. A lot of people. You know, it it was 26 years ago, 93, when it came out. Just this week? Yeah. And, uh, And it really had an effect, and it's like... Everybody I meet in their thirties, particularly females, it's their their favorite movie and 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 it's exciting and and so I hereby recommend it to any uh, parent wanting to ease their child into the darker ah, side of cinema.
1: I just just a couple other suggestions too to follow up. I think uh, also that same year, Nightmare Before Christmas came out. And I, think I love that. Yeah, love Nightmare yeah, Before that's, Christmas. That's, that's a great one. choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me it was Ghostbusters. Uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah oh that's fantastic yeah. yeah
0: there's three good gateway choices absolutely for you. so see yeah.
1: we we had we had a couple in the queue there we go um so for our main topic today i wanted to continue down the road of of the early pr days of mick garris oh god <laughs> i thought we'd done that <laughs> no 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 there's there's so much to cover though that's because you were you were literally around so many amazing genre movies during that period and I, you know, I know people are know that, but I, 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 I always thought it'd be fun to just continue to deep dive into them. And so, okay. one I wanted to talk about was from our mutual friend Joe Dante, *The Howling*. Oh yeah. So. How did you? I know you were at Avco Embassy at the time. I mean, they were making that movie. Right? Um, Did you come on? Because when we talked about the fog, you would come on kind of in post production. Where was the Where was the howling? Oh no, the
0: howling was just uh, was still in prep when I started at Avco Embassy.
1: Was Joe already on the movie at that point? Joe was
0: already on the movie. They were in pre production, and uh, uh, it was uh, it was going hell bent for leather. And I knew Joe before that. I had met him before, but I'd never worked with him before. How did you guys meet? I met him at a screening of Piranha originally, and uh, that weekend there was a party at the home of a mutual friend of ours named Don Glute. And uh, so that's where I really first um, had conversations with Joe, and I was knocked out by Piranha. I thought it was New World's best movie ever.
1: Oh, I, hands down, one of yeah, if, one of if not their best.
0: Yeah, it, it was just great. And he obviously, me, Joe, uh, a couple
1: of weeks ago at the last screening that we we had for in the prep for Nightmare Cinema, that he shot that movie in twenty days. I was just yep, flabbergasted. In Texas, yeah. yeah.
0: So I had known him, but not well, but then so it was great to be working on the howling and uh, and then Joe asked me if I would like a cameo in the film, me and my ex-wife. <laughs> and so um he put us in a scene, and did, uh, you,
1: did you say yes without without hesitation, or were you... absolutely, yeah? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah? I mean, it was it was really fun, it, and I had not become, uh, I'd not started making a living as a screenwriter or as a filmmaker yet, and it was obviously an opportunity to observe one of the masters, yeah, and uh, working on a, a movie a, I knew would and be great,
1: yeah. Uh, well so so when you were on set for that day I mean it's it's you guys you know watching TV it's not right. an overly complex setup but I mean no, we're what just was it like there. being under those hot lights you know
0: Well it was fascinating first of all we're not watching anything real on the TV we're sure. just having off camera lights on us that make right. it look like we're watching a TV Right Um and it was surprising how cheap it seemed <laughs> Uh, you know, the photography is great. John Hora was a great cinematographer. Yeah. He, I think he's on the board at the LA Film School now. But wow. um, it was amazing how everything was done so quickly. And there was no rehearsal, of course. I mean, I had one line What is this? <laughs> and uh, yeah, but your
1: ex wife had a line too, but it got cut. Well, right? that's
0: true. <laughs> but um, do you remember what that was? the line was i don't know but it's gross <laughs> so that was cut but um anyway it it was a ton of fun and um, uh, but it was done so fast you know yeah. this was joe's graduation from roger corman right. but it was still a low budget independent film mm-hmm. and i just remember how quickly everything was done how how uh you know i'd not been on that many sets at that time right and just that um okay sit here here's your line here's your line and you know we knew what our lines were and sure uh, of course i'd been practicing what is this what is this what is this <laughs> and uh, <laughs> want to give them options for the edit yeah of course yeah. Uh, and uh, i didn't want to embarrass myself uh but it's still embarrassing uh but <laughs> but you know, we did it and it was like, uh, no, that's fine. (laughs) Do you need another one? No, I didn't ask that, (laughs) but, uh, but it just, it went by in a flash, but now it's great. I'm, I have this moment in the climax of one of
1: the great genre films of the eighties. Absolutely. Absolutely. When, uh, I mean, you must've read the script, I imagine early on in the campaign process, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, what did you think when you read it? Were you excited about it? Oh, were I was you? thrilled. I yeah. mean,
0: nobody'd made a werewolf movie in a long time. Not like, and that. of course, American Werewolf and that were going pretty much back to back. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, it it was John Sayles. It had this great satirical edge to it. Yeah. You know, it was. It, it, I I thought it would be great, and it was in the hands of Joe Dante, and so you know I you never even think that it might not turn out well sure, sure and especially at that early those early days of my career i just being able to peek behind the curtain was was exciting for me. And it turns out that while I was at, at Avco Embassy, I got to work on John Carpenter's The Fog and Escape from New York, Joe Dante's The Howling, David Cronenberg's Scanners.
1: You know, it was... Giving away future AMAs, man. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Even
0: uh, I got in there at the end of uh, the release of Coscarelli's Phantasm. Yeah, so, yeah. so it was an exciting place to be.
1: When you saw the speed that Joe was working at was that intimidating as someone who wanted to get behind the camera or were you excited by that oh i i thought that's how it was done
0: yeah <laughs> right, right yeah i just assumed that was the norm yeah but um but it was interesting too because the howling is such a rich looking movie mm-hmm. it makes you realize that just look at what's in the lens. What's around the lens doesn't matter because you're only going to be disappointed by what's outside the frame. <laughs> but in this case, you know, uh, the photography and the and the production design and everything, I had no idea how rich it was until I saw it on the screen.
1: Yeah, that's, it's really funny. I mean, going through the edit right now on, on the movie that I just shot, you know, there's this great moment in the climax where... The prop guy runs in to hand someone something and then runs off in <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> coverage and it's like every time I go through it it's like ugh <laughs> that's right I forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> gotta cut that part yeah. yep yep Anyway, well, right. uh, well, this is great. Kind of revisiting the Howling, and, and it's it's one of my favorite werewolf movies, and Me I, too. I think it's so cool that you have a, a, a part in it forever. So
0: forever in my bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Joe, thank you, and thank you to the audience. Uh, this is Mick Garris and postmortem AMA. Be sure to send your uh, questions to Joe Russo tweets on Twitter, to Mick Garris PM on Instagram and Twitter, and we will be back with more answers. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you would let the world know about it by reviewing and rating it on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. If you have comments or questions for our Ask Mick Anything shows, send them to Producer Joe at Joe Russo Tweets or to at Mick Garris PM on Instagram or Twitter or the Postmortem with Mick Garris Facebook page. This is a brand new address, so don't forget it. That's at Mick Garris PM on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to see my vintage and recent video interviews, making of documentaries, and audiobooks of some of my short stories, go to my website, mickgarrisinterviews.com.
1: Thanks for listening to Postmortem with Mick Garris. Download new episodes every other Wednesday and subscribe on iTunes.